98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodjart. The top stories. Beijing has appointed the principal officials in the incoming chief executive John Lee's government. Under Mr Lee's leadership, policy bureaus will be restructured and expanded to 15 from 13. The head of the Monetary Authority, Eddie Yu, says he's worried that a strong US dollar might lead to a massive outflow of capital from Asia, which may suddenly weaken the region's currencies. And Macau has announced a mass COVID testing exercise after 21 coronavirus cases were found. All schools have been closed until further notice. Beijing has appointed the principal officials in the incoming chief executive John Lee's government. The lineup is headlined by a new chief secretary, Eric Chan, who currently heads Carrie Lam's chief executive's office. Damon Pang takes a look. Eric Chan, director of the chief executive's office under outgoing leader Carrie Lam, has been named chief secretary. Incumbent financial chief Paul Chan will stay on, and senior counsel Paul Lam is named Secretary for Justice. As part of the major restructuring of the administration, John Lee has installed deputy ministers to his top aides. Chuck Wing Heng, who retired from the civil service in 2019, will come back to assist Eric Chan. Michael Wong, current development secretary, will be deputy to Paul Chan. And DAB lawmaker Horace Jung has been appointed deputy secretary for justice. Speaking at a press conference, the incoming chief executive introduced his governing team. This team is united and loyal, and we share the same ideal of governance. We will be result-oriented, with emphasis on team spirit and execution. My team and I will reach out, listen to, and communicate with the public with sincerity. We will be proactive in winning the trust of the people and make policies that meet with demands. We are committed to serving the aspirations and concerns of the people, enhancing efficiency and effectiveness of the administration. Under Mr Lee's leadership, policy bureaus will be restructured and expanded to 15 from 13. As Frank Young reports, most of the bureau heads have experience, either as political appointees or as civil servants. One of the few ministers new to the government is head of the University of Hong Kong Shenzhen, Lo Chong Mao, who will be in charge of the revamped Health Bureau. Incumbent lawmakers Alice Mack and Sun Dong have been named Minister for Home and Youth Affairs and Secretary for Innovation, Technology and Industry. The only businessman on John Lee's team, Algernon Yao, CEO of Greater Bay Airlines, will lead the Commerce and Economic Development Bureau. Several veteran civil servants will take up new roles as political appointees. The head of the Monetary Authority, Eddie Yu, says he's worried that a strong US dollar might lead to a massive outflow of capital from Asia, which may suddenly weaken the region's currencies. He said this was one of the factors that had caused the Asian financial crisis more than two decades ago. Speaking on commercial radio, Mr Yu said the US was raising interest rates to battle inflation, while Asia in general had lower inflation, and this could spark an outflow of cash. He said the HKMA was keeping a close eye on the situation. Macau has announced a mass COVID testing exercise after 21 coronavirus cases were found. All schools have been closed until further notice. Wendy Wong reports. Describing the situation as a state of prevention and control, the exercise aims to test everyone within 48 hours. Officials appealed to businesses, except supermarkets and markets, to close temporarily. Restaurants have been asked to only serve takeaways and residents to avoid gatherings and going out. 
Authorities also cautioned against panic buying, saying they would ensure a stable supply of daily necessities. Anyone who leaves Macau must present proof of a negative PCR test result obtained within the previous 24 hours. In Hong Kong, health authorities have reported 1,161 new local infections and 115 imported cases, putting the daily COVID caseload in four digits for the fifth consecutive day. And the weather, mainly cloudy with one or two showers, sunny intervals tomorrow, temperatures will range between 28 and 31 degrees, moderate to fresh, southerly winds, occasionally strong on high ground. The outlook, sunny periods on Tuesday, there will also be one or two showers, fine and very hot in the middle and latter parts of this week. The temperature is 29 degrees with humidity of 84%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The daughter of Rodrigo Duterte, who will soon step down as president of the Philippines, has been sworn in as the country's next vice president. Sarah Duterte's career is taking a similar trajectory to her father's. She's following him into national politics after taking over from him as mayor of the city of Davao more than a decade ago. The voice of... 32.2 million Filipinos was loud and clear with the message to serve our motherland. And this message has been reiterated in my oath to consecrate myself to the service of the nation. Attending the ceremony was the president-elect Ferdinand Marcos Jr., whose father was also president of the Philippines. Sri Lanka's Public Security Ministry has instructed police officers and soldiers to use minimal force to maintain order during the country's fuel crisis. Members of the security forces opened fire late on Saturday to quell rioting at a petrol station. An army truck was pelted with stones after one of the pumps went dry. Dananath Fernando from the think tank Advocate Institute says, says Sri Lanka will require urgent assistance from the International Monetary Fund to pull out of the current economic crisis. IMF program will provide access for other financing options. That would be the main way that we will get the help. But IMF had already said that they are mainly considering the debt restructuring process to provide the assistance. So the talks will be starting next week. But in my view, it will be slightly a slow process for us to get IMF money. Western leaders are warning that the war in Ukraine could last for years and sustained support will be required to defeat the Russian invasion. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who visited Kyiv on Friday, has set out a four-point plan to supply weapons and economic assistance. He argues that Vladimir Putin's ambitions won't stop at trying to dismember Ukraine. In his latest video address, Ukraine's leader Volodymyr Zelensky said Russia didn't have enough missiles to overcome Ukraine's will to survive. Many houses were destroyed, civilian logistics were disrupted and many social issues have developed. I've ordered that more systematic help be offered to people who've lost families and everything that has been destroyed will be restored. There are not enough missiles in Russia to weaken our people's will to live. Polling stations are open across France in a final round of voting for parliamentary elections. President Emmanuel Macron's allies are facing a new alliance of left-wing parties. The BBC's Lucy Williamson reports. 
Almost half the battles taking place across France today pit the candidates of President Macron against those of the far-left leader Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Mr Mélenchon has made it clear he sees these parliamentary elections as the final round of the presidential race he was knocked out of back in April. It's possible that his new alliance of green and left-wing parties will win enough seats to become the main opposition bloc in Parliament and deny the president's MPs a majority. That could make it much tougher for Mr Macron to pass his planned reforms. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has also authorized COVID vaccines for children as young as six months. In a statement, President Biden said parents would be able to start scheduling appointments with health care providers from this week. He added that the vaccines were safe, highly effective and would give parents peace of mind. Dr. Beth Bell, a global health expert who sits on the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, explains why she voted in favor of the move. Anyone making an important decision about anything, especially for their children, wants to consider that balance. Yes, we don't know everything that there is to be known about this. Yes, the data may change. But we have a bottom line here, which is that this infection kills children and we have an opportunity to prevent that. And every parent will want to consider that calculus as well. Top stories once again. Beijing has appointed the principal officials in the incoming chief executives, John Lee's government. Under Mr Lee's leadership, policy bureaus will be restructured and expanded to 15 from 13. The head of the monetary authority, Eddie Yu, says he's worried that a strong US dollar might lead to a massive outflow of capital from Asia. And Macau has announced a mass, mass COVID testing exercise after 21 coronavirus cases were found. The news from RTHK. Stability is the cornerstone of development. For the past 25 years, Hong Kong has been resilient when facing challenges. Today, we embrace more development opportunities. Through integrating into the national development and with the advantage of one country, two systems, Hong Kong will boost its economy, improve people's livelihood, and consolidate its international standing. Let's build Hong Kong's future together. A new era. Stability. Prosperity. Opportunity. I'm Dr. Patrick Yip. COVID-19 vaccination is the most effective way to prevent severe illness and death. More than 100 million children worldwide have received vaccination. We are working at full strength to have children aged 3 to 11 to get vaccinated. The two COVID-19 vaccines used in Hong Kong are safe and effective. No severe reaction has occurred after vaccination, even among those with asthma, food or drug allergies. Protect your children. Act now to arrange vaccination. I am a primary student. I want to get vaccinated. Live across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3. And we're back, just going where the moo or the movies, the music, well, I'm, I say movies because I got a handful of TV themes that we might get to if we're feeling a little crazy. But first, here's Journey, Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein, separate ways, right here on Radio 3 and Sunday Late. <laughs> 